Welcome. This is Jamie. And this is Donna. And this is episode number 198 of the Circus 71 podcast for the week of January 23rd, 2024. Happy National Handwriting Day. Oh, God, handwriting. That's like the worst thing to work on with Anthony, but he's got crap handwriting probably because I have crap handwriting. It's genetic. Oh, I'm, it makes me feel a little better. You guys are struggling with that because Aiden's is not real good either. And the worst part about the whole thing, and this is we are totally going off the deep end right now. But when I was in the second grade, my teacher told my mom, oh, don't worry about her handwriting. She'll be able to type everything. Totally true. So why are we still doing it however many years later? Yeah, fair. Coming up on today's show, other than handwriting etiquette, <laughs> restaurant closure announced at the boardwalk. DVC cabins at Fort Wilderness have an opening date, and we have an end date for the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. And in our main segment, we kick off our latest Top 5 in 5 series. This is the Circus 71 Podcast. All right, Donna, on to the news. Starting off at the boardwalk this week with an out-of-nowhere announcement, I think this is can classify as. You know, after you give our listeners a rundown of the announcement and, you know, what what has been shared on social media, I actually have a kind of an interesting counterpoint to what you just said about, you know, out of the blue and announcement and things like that. So you go ahead okay. with the story and then I'll jump in with that. So um, this was originally leaked on social media because of um, uh, basically a termination, if you will, um, letter that was uh, received by the employees and then later confirmed by Walt Disney World. The Big River Grill and Brewing Works will uh, will have its last day of operation on January 21st, which is today, as Donna and I are recording this, closing permanently on January the 22nd. Now, Donna, just for, for reference for our, our listeners, this news came out January 18th. Right, correct. Um, so this was totally out of nowhere. Um, to provide additional lunch options, guests can explore a rotating selection of food food trucks beginning January 22nd. Um, now, we personally I love the boardwalk, hopefully the ref- without the refurbishment, but one of the big knocks against the boardwalk is there's not a ton to eat specifically close to um, either the resort or the villa side. Um, Now, this is not a place that I've ever been. I heard decent things about it, but I never realized there was a a third party. I always thought it was Disney-owned, but we had never been there. Um, So I can't really comment to the food. I had heard good things, but never really personally um, experienced that. So it's really we're in the same boat. We had never been there either. Um, but I actually have kind of a different take on, I mean, obviously it's a shame because again, like, you know, whenever, you know, after the pandemic and, you know, the closures and then as things start to reopen, Jamie and I would, would say how excited we were. Things were reopening. People were getting more jobs, yeah. you know, it, you know, good. So obviously I'm sad for the folks who worked there because, you know, three days notice is nothing in this the grand scheme of needing to find other employment and, you know, knowing that, you know, this was happening. But I actually have to make one quick comment. And Jamie, I don't even know if you know this. My mom, when we lived, when we all lived in Pennsylvania, she worked on the um, accounting side for a company that owned restaurants. Okay. 
So they owned for a time, they owned a ton of Burger Kings. They owned um, Rivet, which was a table service. They owned Eastside Mario's, which is a table service. Ponderosa, they owned a couple of. So they, they had, you know, different restaurants. And actually there was no notice, not a single day, not a single hour's notice when they were closing restaurants. They literally would send a district manager to the restaurant. They would put a chain on the door and they would stand outside waiting to tell people we're sorry, we've closed this location and severance would be given. So it wouldn't just be like, oh, you're out of luck. Um, but they'd never, ever notified them because of the, the fear of theft. So it's um, really interesting, especially at a place that serves alcohol, because when we say yeah. theft, it's not necessarily just money. It's bottles of alcohol, which are valuable disappearing furniture you'd be surprised but i mean someone stole buzzy so i guess maybe you wouldn't be surprised um but i would i was a little bit surprised in truth to see that they had given that kind of notice and if you steal that much liquor you're gonna get a little buzzy <laughs> well played thank you um yeah so this one's interesting i i i i obviously empathetic sympathetic with with you know any of the, the cast members that location one thing i do want to say is i hope i hope i hope i hope that we're not talking about this on crystal ball three years down the line that some sort of restaurant and you know what donna to be fair it could be a quick service too like something else to compliment a boardwalk deli that that's a little bit more of an actual quick service and not like a sandwich shop yeah um, occupies this space um would be i, I hope you mean you don't want it to be the cake bake shop 2.0 oh god no i i, I, <laughs> I you know what though to, if, if i'm being honest if they came out and said this is going to be another espn club uh, okay mm -hmm. i'd buy that like a sports bar kind of place i'm okay with that i think a, a dedicated more um I don't want to say elaborate, but but more fleshed out would be a better phrase. Uh, quick service restaurant, I think, is a home run and and would be well served because the 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 food trucks, I don't know that that just strikes me as odd. Like they don't exist on the boardwalk. That's not a thing. Yeah, fair. Um... I don't know. I don't have anything else to add other than I, ho I hope, as you said, that this is not something that sits vacant for years. I do hope that there are plans. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think you have the uh, new next story. Speaking of plans being added. <laughs> uh, so Disney has finally added after hours dates uh, after hours dates. I think I did say that. I'm not sure. My brain hurts. For Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, so these are, remember, hard-ticketed events where you can enjoy shorter wait times and some free snacks. So the Magic Kingdom um, dates are sporadic. Thursday, Monday seem to be the, the go-to here. Pricing is, in my opinion, pretty high. <laughs> 155 is is the low number here going all the way up to 175 um per person excluding tax and of course they're going to give dvc um members and pass holders a couple bucks off that um but dates are again mondays and thursdays not every monday and thursday but from january 11th through june 27th at the magic kingdom and the reason for me that this is pretty steep jame is it's only three hours starts at 10 p.m., goes to 1 a.m. I understand that they're, um, they sell less tickets for these events 
and therefore when they talk about shorter lines they truly mean it yeah. it's not like you're very merry and not so scary where you can still have a decent line you know, these really are pretty much walk-ons from everything that i've heard about them um what else dates for epcot began oh no excuse me begin friday february um the second so there appear to be mostly thursdays for this one as well only the one friday which is bizarro um prices here start at 149 and go up to 159 and this event just like magic kingdoms 10 p.m to 1 a.m with early entry starting at 7 p.m and then finally over at studios uh the event dates began on wednesday the 10th and they go through of january that is and they're listed all the way through august August 29th, uh, mostly Mondays and Wednesdays there. Uh, lowest price point, 155. Highest price point, one, excuse me, 145 in August, of course, when it's ridiculously hot, even at midnight. Uh, and lowest price, or excuse me, highest price point, price point 175. Um, that event is a little bit earlier, 930 until 1230 a.m. Again, early entry at 7. Tickets are available if you're interested. You can reach out to us. We can help you with that. Um, but yeah, there's they're back. Yeah, and I just wanted to, to sort of clarify, when we said these dates were added, like they added summer dates. The, a lot of the earlier dates were previously announced, but these are new, where they're seemingly expanding and it's extending um, this After Hours um, event. But, uh, you know, I, have, I still oh, want the pre-park one back, Jamie. I understand there's a market for the after hours, but that the the early in the morning that they had at both studios to do Toy Story Land and have food at the commissary, and then in Magic Kingdom to do Fantasyland and have some food at Pinocchio's, that was a home run for families with little kids. Yeah, I, as long as the little kids were tall enough for Slinky, I, I, I can yeah. see it. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't do breakfast at, at Woody's. But mm. I think that's that's odd to me. I mean, it might might be space, literally. Um, I don't know. I would see more value for that in the one at Magic Kingdom just because, I mean, swirling saucers shouldn't be a huge weight unless you're going at ridiculous times of the year. Um, and for the most part, Midway Mania as well. Slinky Dog can obviously queue. But the one thing that I wanted to say is that I... As an AP and a DVC member, it's a pretty significant discount. Like 30 bucks off, that's not a bad go. I agree. Yeah. So, all right, Donna. So let's go over to Magic Kingdom. Talking about Tiana's Bayou Adventure. New details have been announced. The um, animatronics that will have faces will be the physical faces that we have seen in the Frozen Ever After in Hong Kong Disneyland, where um, sort of the eyes, if you will, have, have more of the... Um, actually, I don't even know if the eyes are projected, now that I think about it. But they don't have the full projected face like you see at Frozen Ever After. In Frozen Ever After, yeah. Um, which... Man, if those projectors miss a line or something's off, it looks bad. Like, it can look real, real bad. And I never, like, it didn't bother me. And I actually enjoy the projected faces with um, the dwarfs at Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um, I, and I think it's really because of the nose. Like, you actually have, like, that physical sort of nose. Um, whereas 
the ones at Frozen Ever After and Epcot, the entire face is um, the projection projected, or even I think is off Seven Dwarfs. Dopey's face and Seven Dwarfs in the mine train. I, I know. I just said that you weren't paying attention. That's because I'm sorry. I got sidetracked by the Kelsey brothers nonsense on social media. It's really funny. I'll send it to you. Um, <laughs> but but no no no. My was actually I don't mind the ones in Seven Dwarfs as much because I think they have like a more physical nose. Like the nose isn't projecting. What? Christ. Donna again has been drink- drinking. I actually did have a couple glasses earlier. So that's a fair statement tonight. Ugh, the sangria bottle is shortened. But um... <laughs> it's why I buy them at BJ's because they're bigger. <laughs> Man, we bought a, a vodka down in Delaware from Costco. The thing was a, it's huge. Like a jug. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so. But nevertheless, glad to see that, uh, you know, Disney's kind of pulling back a little bit on the full projected faces and I think getting these better animatronics. Well, I mean, it's probably not going to make me like Tiana's Bayou Adventure better, but, um, you know, the, the, the one thing I did want to say, Donna, you know, the concept art we've seen with um, Louis the Alligator and the Critters and Tiana's off to the side in some weird Jungle Cruise outfit. Yes. They say that scene is where um, you first, which I kind of thought it would be, is when you first enter the actual show building portion of the ride. That makes sense. Um, Which I'm trying to think. They had uh, on Splash Mountain, it was like those rocks and um, uh, I think somebody was fishing, like an alligator maybe? Yes. Or that may have been a little bit later. But nevertheless, that's where that... um, scene is you gonna say anything to transition or are you mad that i was not focused on what you were saying squirrel from projected faces to a projected opening date womp womp oh dvc cabins i have the i'm sorry i have the articles in the wrong order i had the um that wasn't that wasn't me not you uh okay so dvc cabins at disney sport wilderness resort are projected to open drum roll please july 1st 2024 guests can become a member at the resort starting on february 27th uh, and can start booking stays on march 12th so jamie it's so interesting that we are talking about this today because this actually came up in my agency group chat the other day mm-hmm. we were all sort of, you know, a group of 38 professional travel advisors who all know Disney well, there was just such different um, levels of understanding or, or things that we'd read or heard or thought we read or heard. Some folks thought they leveled the whole property and were kind of starting from scratch. Some folks thought, you know, no, they're just refurbing them, which I know that to be completely untrue. Right. Um, some people said, okay, they're taking down one loop at a time. So there's still going to be, you know, the, the regular cabins available, you know, blah, 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 blah. What have you read? What have you heard? What is your understanding? Because we cannot find the group of us cannot find anything solid. So what is your understanding? Um, I, I can't speak to whether it's a loop at a time or, or, or anything like that, that I'm not a hundred percent sure of. Um, they did not level the whole property. That that's not a thing. The the buildings themselves, the cabins are are not being level. 
le- yeah, leveled, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're modular. They're I think just being. I don't know. However, they came in <laughs> is the way that they're going out, um, <laughs> and, and supposedly being like um, before they were refurbed. Like previously, they were just sold off when they reached the end of their life with with Disney, um, which I think is what they're doing again. Um, so I don't know how many at this point have been um, converted to the new ones. I don't think on July 1st, all of the cabins are going to be the new ones um, that are there. I think by that time, there will be no more um, old ones that you could go into, um, I, I think, but because with, with DVC, they have to, what they call, declare a certain number of points um, based on when they sell it and things like that. And it, it's standard for all DVC operations, not just necessarily the cabins. But how many right now, as we speak on January 21st, are new versus how many are old? That I don't know. All I've seen is open slabs. I haven't seen any pictures of any of the new ones actually, to be honest. So I would think that would have leaked already. Somebody would have seen them. So it wouldn't surprise me if the cabins aren't quote unquote installed yet. Any of the new ones. Yeah. And because they are going to also be that whole modular piece, they can be dropped in and be like darn near ready to go. Yeah. So that, that becomes an interesting point too. Okay. So it's it just, Again, so now we'll add you to the mix of like, there's just some uncertainty of what, what you know, from the, the seller of travel perspective, if we book a guest for the week of July the 4th, are we booking them for sure in one of the refurb cabins or could it be one of the old ones? And no one seems to know the answer to that question. No, it, will, it would, in my opinion, it would not be any of the old ones because it's it's going to be what the new ones are starting July 1st. Like the, the cabins at Disney's Fort Wilderness is, is its own essentially resort. Like Disney's actually considering this a deluxe property now is, is actually what I've heard. Um, That's absurd. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, the, from in DVC world, I got to say the points chart is for Six in a room is ridiculously cheap. Um, it's actually cheaper than most of the one bedrooms. So to your point with cash, I'd really be interested to see what these are going to go for cash rate. Um, you know what I'm doing right now, don't you? I'm looking. For? To see if I what the cash rate could be if it's posted yet. Uh, y- you know what? I'm going to, I bet it's not. Uh, unless you look pre-July 1st. I am. I have not. Yeah, because I don't think they would have anything posted cash wise until it goes on sale to DVC. Oh well, it sure is. <laughs> Say that again. Four ninety. It, it's posted. Four ninety per night plus tax. For what date? Uh, I plugged in July second to the fourth. What's the picture say? Wilderness cabin, one queen bed, one double size sleeper sofa, and one bunk bed. I'm sorry, no, 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 I mean like a literal picture. Is there a picture of it? Does it show the old? Yes, I'm clicking on it. This is the old, these are the old pictures for sure. But how, they, Jamie, they can't put concept art. Um, 
I mean, there's concept art on the DVC website for the points chart. Fair. And here's the craziest part, James. So not only is it listed as rack rate, it's got the promos posted too. AP, 35% off Florida resident, 30% off stay longer, save more room promo. Okay, maybe I'm going to walk back what I said and maybe it would be the old cabins. But the, and that's the and why shouldn't we as sellers of travel know this? Why is this not information that is readily available? Because at a price of three hundred and forty-three dollars plus tax per night at the annual pass holder rate, I mean that's worth trying if it's the new one. I don't. Well, that's really surprising. I don't know. I'm gonna dig, try and dig a little bit and, and get some information done. I may reach out to some of my sources. You're going to call Bob? No. I, I got a couple uh, DVC-centric websites that I follow that are, are pretty good news, guys. Good luck. So, <laughs> all right. Um, all right. You. Let's take a – jumping into the pool, taking a splash here. Cali River Rapids, March 2024 reopening date has been announced – by Disney. You may remember a couple weeks ago, Don and I talked about Cali River Rapids going down for its annual refurbishment, um, and it has been closed uh, since January the 8th um, of 2024. And we learned that Disney had planned to reopen in mid-March. Well, Disney has now announced, according to the operating calendar, that the water ride will reopen on Saturday, March the 26th of 2024. Reopening dates are always subject to change. Kali last year um, opened about two weeks early from the, the projected date. So um, it really depends on how um, the refurbishment um, goes. If it's ahead of schedule and, you know, what they end up doing, doing with it. So. Well, and with this, it really depends on, you know, and they never announce this stuff, but like, what are they refurbing? Is it minor? Is it big stuff? And they're always going to bring it back online quicker if they can, especially if it's hot. And you're looking mid-March with spring break crowds, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Donna, off to Epcot. <laughs> All right, so this is interesting. Speaking of things so ending early. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Flower and Garden Festival is going to be significantly shorter than it has been the past several years. It's going to start on February 28th, which we knew, but it will end on May 27th. I have to say, I'm good with this. I always considered Flower and Garden like the spring festival. So when it was like, you know, going through into July, it was like, holy Hannah Banana. Plus the poor topiaries look sad by the end of the thing. Um, but in any case, the question becomes, well, why is that happening? Why is it shorter? And, you know, we're not a big rumor heavy podcast, um, but there, of course, is speculation and rumor out there that maybe there could be another festival that's going to be plugged in at some point in time over the summer. So Jamie and I, of course, are having some fun via text message about what that festival could be. I'm not sure if we're going to do that officially, uh, but that would have been funny as all get out to list our, our fun festival names. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, cause everyone else said, Oh, why is it ending shorter this year? Well, I mean, previously that was the end date, you know, it, it, it was that um, end of May Memorial day weekend kind of end date, you know, somewhere around there. Um, and then it had, really been extended um i'm kind of sad because 
I have another June trip that, that we're doing and I'd like to have been able to see it again, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I've seen a couple of people late about a potential festival. Um, I don't like some people that I read online were arguing that, um, Disney doesn't need to put the money into a new festival and really it's going to make its money back. I I don't buy that as an argument. Um, I don't think, I don't think Disney needs to, but I also think that it doesn't hurt in any way to do that, especially if you're looking at a brand new um, uh, festival. I mean, people are going to be interested in that for sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the theme would be if it would be um, a new festival or they may just go with Diet Epcot and have no festival for the summer. I have to say, Jamie, the the kind of minor story here in this article got me so excited because I freaking love this character. Uh, Disney shared concept art of a new topiary depicting Baby Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy mm. holding up a cassette tape. And it's going to, of course, be located by um, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. So while the boys do that ride that makes me want to yarf, I will be taking all the selfies with <laughs> Groot. And there's also um, at the Mexico Pavilion, there'll be Miguel and Dante from Coco, um, which Donna, I got to say, I love that movie. That movie's fantastic. We haven't seen it yet. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, no, we, ha- we haven't seen that. We haven't seen Wish. We haven't seen Onward. I'm trying to think of other Luca. Uh, well, they, there's a good number. Yeah, they weren't. Oh, Onward and Luke. Onward was okay. Luca was... I don't think I've seen that all the way through. Um, or the jazz, the blues one. We haven't seen that soul. Uh, soul. That was okay. Yeah. A lot of those Pixar pandemic movies didn't do real well, obviously at the box office, but uh, you have to see it. Coco's fantastic. I can't believe you haven't seen it. <laughs> no, sorry to offend you. No, that's absolutely fantastic. So, All right, Donna, with that, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we will be back kicking off our top five in five series. All right, Donna, and we are back kicking off our top five in five series, and this week's theme is what we consider the top five boat rides at Walt Disney World. So, as per the usual, Jamie did this by himself with no collaboration with his family, and I was talking to my husband and kind of bouncing some things back and forth, and then Anthony walks up, what are you guys talking about? I was like, okay, Newsy knows, we're talking about the five best boat rides at Disney. So, he goes, I want to do it, and he sat down and he made his list of top five boat rides that he would like me to share as well. So, I have Anthony's and then I have mine. Okay. Um, Was Anthony a... Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, or he stuck to five? Oh, no, he actually did five, and they're actually all at Walt Disney World, so he did better than I did. Good for him. So um, I have one honorable mention, which I'm assuming you probably do, too. Um, Let me see. One, two, three, four, five. Yep, I sure do. <laughs> Evidently, this is going to become a top six and six at some point, but... <laughs> My um, honorable mention is, and this is more for historical perspective, and I stuck with everything Walt Disney World, um, and that is It's a Small World. Um, 
it's not something we do every trip. Um, the animatronics are, are there, are cool. It's the Mary Blair style. Um, which, by the way, Aiden came home from art class the other day and started talking all about, well, from school. And he goes, oh, I learned all about Mary Blair today. And That's like, awesome. Oh, yeah, it was super, super cool. Um, and he, you know, went on his their, her style and all. Really interesting. Um, but it, it doesn't crack my top five because it's really long. <laughs> and a lot of times I, I just don't want to do it. And I think... It's, it's obviously much better at Disneyland with the outdoor portion that World can't have, and we get that. Um, but it, it's it's a classic Disney, which is why I wanted to include it on some sort of the list. You didn't say my absolute favorite part about the attraction Walt Disney World. The ending where you see your name? Uh, if it works. The clock. I think that clock is so stinking cool. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mention that because they have that outside it um, uh, uh, land, so everybody can see it, whether you're on the attraction or not. Because um, you know, to be that's what I was going to say is a huge knock against it. That cube sucks. That cube's awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I will say one of mine that was on my top five list, but I can move it because it's a total cheat. Is it's a small world in Disneyland. And the one thing you didn't mention that I think really sets Disneyland's apart, and I wish they would do it at World, is I love that in the different rooms as you're moving throughout like the world, that they have, still in Mary Blair's style, the characters from different Disney movies. I think that that just makes it so totally uniquely Disney. And there's the purists who are going to say, it wasn't designed that way. Well, Disney didn't design it. It wasn't the World's Fair that way. Well, they have it at Disneyland that way. So why can't we have it here? Yeah. And, you know, it, it adds. I actually think that adds something. It's, I do. It's, it's not the IPification of everything. It's, oh, that's cool. Aladdin and Jasmine are in this area. Mom, Dad, what's this country? And I, I think it, it connects better with, with younger audiences. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, no, I... Point. Um, that was actually, I think, rumored for, um, I mean, pre-COVID, we were, there was supposed to be some big promotion, like 50 things we were getting for the 50th, and that was supposedly uh -huh. on the list. That, oh, okay. that and the uh, big Big Thunder Mountain finale. Um, so I have one that, you know, you, you started to say that, you know, Disney history and things like that. And I thought that this was going to come out of your mouth. So I will phrase it in the same way. Disney history. I know it's not, you know, there or, and it won't be there ever again in the same way, but I cannot talk about Disney boat rides without saying splash mountain is, and always will be my favorite boat ride at any, at any Disney park. I didn't include it because I didn't know if that, like I, classified as a log flume so i didn't know if that would actually be under the parameter but yeah that would be you know if we were allowed to put that in i would certainly put that in and then i have one that's just me totally being a smart aleck because i think it's gonna be funny and i'm excited to hear your reaction the friendship boat peter pan's flight oh because you're in a boat <laughs> that's exactly what i wanted it's not even a boat you're in a ship are you serious? Is it a ship? Is it a boat? What's the difference? 
one's bigger. Bull Oni. Yeah. Does Captain Hook say I'm the captain of this boat? He could. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so I have five legitimate ones at this point now that we've gone through the rigmarole of R.I.P. Slash Mountain, Peter Pan's Flight, just to get your reaction, and Small World at Disneyland. So what are you sitting at? Or do you have five legit now as well? I have five. Are yours in any particular order? That's the other thing I want no. to ask you. Okay, I, I actually did mine in, in an order. This would be called communication, Jamie. I was going to have a witty comeback about how you weren't paying attention earlier, and then I forgot what you weren't paying attention about, so the joke wasn't going to work. Joke's on you, Jamie. Yeah. Well, you didn't have to. Well, I didn't, so I'm glad I didn't have to. Okay. Um, My number five is Frozen Ever After. Um... I think personally Maelstrom was better. Um, the opening scenes, I think with Olaf and Sven is really cute and really well done. And, and I wish that level of theme went through the rest of the attraction, because I think that's something that knocked it down is there's a lot of black walls throughout um, even if they don't have, even if they do have projection, you can still see a lot of the wall. And, and I think it really takes you out of what you're supposed to be in. Um, the Elsa animatronic, uh, the one that's singing Let It Go, I think that's a really cool scene. I think it's well done. She sends you backwards. Um, that was a smart place for it. So it's fun. I, I can see why it cues a lot of people and a lot of young kids want to do it. Um, like I said, not as good as Maelstrom, and I wish they would have taken some things throughout the ride. Um, but it, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So on my list, I actually did put Maelstrom, and then I you know put an asterisk because obviously Maelstrom overlay is now frozen. I totally agree with everything you said. It makes my top five list for boat attractions at Walt Disney World Resort. Um with the preference to Maelstrom, but still the frozen ever after the fact that they wrote the little song for it and recorded that, um, it definitely steps it up a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, it's cute. It's well done. It's a good ride. It serves a purpose. It checks a lot of, of boxes. Could it have been better? Yeah, probably, but it is what it is. I enjoy it. I agree. Yeah. And that was also on Anthony's list. So I will check that off of both of ours. Good. For, and he did not do his in any particular order. Um, I mean, he yapped in a particular, oh, I, I was told, yes, he did. So Frozen was number two on his list. Oh, cool. Good for him. Um, <laughs> do you have a, you have, did not say your five yet, correct? My number, well, if I didn't order them, but right, if I did, okay. Maelst- Maelstrom, well, Frozen would be five. Maelstrom would have been higher. So, yeah. So am I up or are you? You got number four. Okay. My number four is Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> that would be my number four as well, with a nod to Disneyland's being better. Agreed. Um, I, I gotta say, I'm not a huge Pirates fan, but I also think it's sacrilegious to like not include it on a list in top boat rides. If so many animatronics, there's a lot of cool scenes. Um, obviously, you have the catchy song. Um, yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. 
Yes, that would be it. It's like I said, it's a classic Disney um, attraction that that just needs to be included because I mean it's in your top, you know, all promotional videos and things like that. And and if you were playing Family Feud with people and said name some of your favorite boat rides at Disney, people name Pirates. You know, it has to be included in the list. Um, yeah, you know, not my favorite, but it's something I would do probably at least once a trip. We don't go over to, if you're looking down down Main Street, the left side of the hub nearly as much, especially now that Splash is closed. We typically will go, you know, Fantasyland and then to the right. Um, but when we do go on that side, we really like Pirates. It's just a matter of, you know, how far that is from really everything else right now. Um so we enjoy it. I love the level of detail. I love seeing the little pigs asleep with the drunk guy. I love the leg hair on the dude's leg hanging over the bridge. I miss We Once the Redhead, but I understand why that was changed. Just so it's long. It's so much space. It's so detailed. Plus, on a really hot day, if you get the cannon burst, you can get a nice little shower. Yeah, honest to God, Donna, one time I had... Did I have sunglasses on? Yeah, I got that that burst. It knocked my sunglasses off my head. Oh, I believe it. I I couldn't be, I couldn't believe how much force it, to to do that. It was wild. Weren't you and Val with us the day we did Splash and then Pirates, and we got significantly more wet on Pirates than we did on Splash? Pro yeah, I think I remember that now that you said that. It was wild. So, I mean, again, <laughs> when it's a warm day, it's a nice, nice little cool off. Yeah. So, Pirates, number four. So, we've dove, both done five and four. Um, I will go next because I'm not sure this is going to make your list, and I think it might make our conversation pick up here a little bit. Jungle Cruise. Made my list. Oh, okay. So, Jungle Cruise would probably be my two or three if I was numbering them. Uh, made my number two. Okay, well, there you go. So, and of course, Jingle Cruise with that fun little overlay. I know Val hates this. I <laughs> love it as much as she hates it. I love the corny jokes. I, I think a good skipper obviously can make all the difference, but yeah. the vast majority of the skippers are good. Um, it's, it's a fun, different experience every time you ride it. I mean, some of the jokes are going to be the same, but one time I thought I was so smart and I like belted out denial. And like, they were like, no, the Amazon. And I was like, Oh, you remember the one time we were on and the guy made fun of me for, I had like a bright iron shirt in the back. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> yeah. I also got busted on the denial. <laughs> no sir we're in africa <laughs> so again it's it's just a fun your wife's a curmudgeon it's a fun experience for everybody on on a ton of different levels again you know there were some pieces that i thought were funny that they took out for political correctness and it's the world that we're in but uh it's it's a really really fun attraction if you haven't been over there if the line's been too long suck it up buttercup get over there and get on it this is one attraction that they've added and they've changed scenes to that I don't think really detracts from the experience. Like the the redhead scene in Pirates going to ten for a hen is stupid. Like that's <laughs> that's terrible. But like the extra boats that they've added and you know with the monkeys where it's half sunk. 
um and you know even at the the different characters that they created for uh I was going to say that are climbing the pole, but, you know, whatever that that tree thing is um, with the rhino and they're getting the point. Um, even the end scene. Yeah, I'm upset that they got rid of, you know, Trader Sam. But that last finale scene has a lot of detail in it. Oh, yeah. Like, I think they did a really nice job with that, if, if we're being fair, um, because there's more to look at than was there previously fair um and and i i'm pretty sure i've told you this to you donna um but if you want a little uh walt disney world history that end scene in jungle cruise that small little elephant is little red from the original kilimanjaro safari attraction which i think is super cool yeah for sure it becomes like a graveyard but not in like a sad way in like a cool way yeah so um yeah, so it, it it made my list. It's it's once again another sort of classic. So if um, that was your two, then why don't you give me your three? My three, is, and this is, I think is going to surprise you because I'm usually a little critical of this attraction, um, is Navi River Journey. That was Anthony's number one. Does not crack my top five. Here, let me explain why I I thought it should be included. Is it? short yeah do we really not know what's going on yeah <laughs> oh it's funny you okay <laughs> that just for once you actually tickled my funny bone we really don't know what's going on oh, i thought you were laughing about the is it short that's why i was a little confused no i was um, laughing that like you are 100 percent correct there's no storyline no no, there's there is no storyline. Do here's a, so I want to go with a few positives with it. They actually use screens effectively here. You know, it's surrounded by sets and physical props. There are some things that if you're in the know, so to speak, there are projections that look so real you wouldn't know they're projections. Mm-hmm. it's just it's really well done now granted if if the shaman animatronic <laughs> isn't there the, the b-mode screen is is not great um yeah but you know what they thought of if this animatronic breaks what can we do right they thought of that they deserve credit for that there's nothing else they could do like they need a big space for that animatronic because the animatronic is amazing um and I also, I love the themed boats that look like they're made out of, you know, like wicker or whatever. Um, and even that, I always walk out of there with that. I can't do it because I can't repeat music. But um, that kind of end song with the shaman. Like, that's catchy. You don't know what they're saying. But you, <laughs> you almost really don't don't have to. Um, ma-e-wa, exactly. ma-e-wa, ma-e-wa. that one well it's a little more r&b than the navi i think but yeah you know same thing <laughs> um so is it the best boat ride in the world is it going to change anybody's life no absolutely not but it's detailed there's a lot of physical it's very pretty too it's, i'm surprised you gorgeous. didn't mention that you it's know, pretty yeah that's so. fair too it's gorgeous inside um, so yeah, I, I, I don't think it gets the love that it deserves a, because of the length B, because you don't know what's going on 
and C because it's in the same literal building as Flight of Passage. Well, and I think it's interesting that this was Anthony's number one. It was the very first thing, like when he learned what Andrew and I were talking about. Navi River Journey. You have, where's Navi? Why is it Navi on your res- list? And I'm like, put it on your list, Anthony. I'm sorry to make mine. Put it on yours. And that was <laughs> the number one thing that Anthony thought of. And he was like mortally offended that it wasn't already on there. Um, so the fact that from a seven-year-old's perspective who goes to the parks all the time, that that was number one, I think that that speaks volumes too, even though it's not going to make my list it made yours and his if if we ever came up with the top five of cues that suck while being awesome at the same time it would be this one like like (laughs) why because it's under the shade and there's fans so therefore there you go 18 minutes sorry don has been drinking um no well more so because of the like the thatched roof like the look of it and then okay, fair. You know, and then it's a lot of switchbacks on that on that side. So, yeah. But what you said works too. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Did we say eighteen minutes? 18, we should write eighteen I, minutes. I write Sorry. That down. All right. Um, <laughs> go ahead. You know, we should also keep Sorry. score on who needs to be edited more because I, I mean, you'd probably be beating me ten to one. At least. Um, Okay, so I have two more. Anthony has three more, and he and I have one overlap. So my would be like number two or number three is not within the four Walt Disney World theme parks. It's actually at a water park, and it's Misadventure Falls. Uh, Yeah, I like that a lot. I didn't know if it would be considered a boat. I mean, you're you're sitting in a raft in water, and you're going down the thing in water. See, but that's why I didn't include Collie River Rapids, either. Anthony did. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that probably doesn't make top doesn't crack a lot of things either. But um... so for me, Misadventure Falls, it's just so much stink and fun. It's the first thing we typically head to when we're at Typhoon Lagoon. You know, when you know rope drop is happening, to get over there and. We get on it at least two times before the line's too long and, and we move on. But it's just fun. I love the family raft ride. And what is so funny? <laughs> it's like a personal thing. Like, I get super nervous waiting in line. Like, I got to ramp up my strategy on how I'm going to get into the boat so I'm not embarrassed with people watching me. Like, I get really Oh, nervous. it's getting out that's embarrassing, oh, not getting in. Getting in, I can do right. pretty gracefully. Getting out is so much worse. Like Because it's not easy. And you got the pressure of the other rafts coming up behind you. And okay. And usually I like lift Anthony out and he's like taking off. And I'm like, oh, God. Well, gotta go, like, gotta usually go. yell and say adults get out yeah. first. And I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah. Ugh. Um, okay. So you have one left? I have one left. Anthony's number three was Callie. So whatever. He just likes that he gets wet on it. It's not a great ride. Anyways, um, I have a feeling we're going to match this last one. Oh, I have no doubt. Let's, so then, therefore, hold on. Let me do Anthony's good. number four. Three Caballeros. <laughs> I had a feeling he'd put that. I mean, he loves Donald, so why would the duck lover not include that? It's yeah. one of those things where, is it cute? Yes. Like, this fits when Touring Plans talks about, like, they rank attractions, headliner, super headliner, blah, blah, blah. They call something like a, what, what is it, distraction? Is that the term they use? A distraction attraction. What what term do they use for like the like like fill space like an e ticket? Like a a C ticket, you mean? 
Yes, sorry. Oh, I don't know. I thought that was the term you were trying to figure out. No, no, they they call it. I have to get my stupid book out for Disneyland because it lists. I don't know. The, it's a perfect term, Jamie. So now I just sound like an idiot. Uh, but it's the perfect distraction because it's not anything that I'm going to tell you to go wait 30 minutes to do literally ever. Yeah. But if you are needing a break, you want to sit down, you want to do something that's cute and not a huge time commitment because the line's not that long and the ride's not that long. By all means, three caballeros. River of Time to me was bad, so at least they did some theming to it that made it cute. Um, otherwise, the same ride, of course. But I don't know. It, it's definitely cute. Definitely not something we do a ton because it takes time out of your, your the rest of your day, but it's cute. I always love, I don't, I don't know if it's Panchita or uh, Jose. Jose. I always love the ending when you get there and you're like, please wait until your boat reaches the dock. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. I love it. Um, but anyways, yeah, so our number one is clearly going to match, and that's Living with the Land. It's Anthony's number five, believe it or not. Wow. That surprises me with, with it. You know, and I actually saw an article online the other day, and it was really, or maybe a meme, I forget, but it was comparing Living with the Land. Like, what do you like better with the the first half with the animatronics and the this you know the storm sequences and the different biomes i guess you could say or the greenhouses and you're like you know it really is like two different attractions that are built in the same amazing thing um and i every time i go i just love it more and more and more and more it's just one of those things that Again, because of the fact that it's the living laboratory and that, you know, the produce and, and what they're they're growing and doing is always changing. It's such a neat experience and it is a little bit different every time. Um, the overlay, the glimmering green glimmering greenhouses is arguably my favorite thing that they do at the holiday season now at Walt Disney World Resort now that Osborne's not around. It is just absolutely beautiful and so much fun. And, you know, you talk about something that doesn't give the credit it deserves unless it's that season when when there's 70, 80, 90 minute waits for it, this ride is almost always like 10 minutes or less. So it's, it's one that is easy to include in almost every Epcot trip. And you know what, Donna, this is also one, and there's only certain attractions that I think this applies to that are almost different experiences, whether you experience them during the day or at night, like, cause going into those, um, the greenhouses at night, totally different mm -hmm. experience with the lighting package versus if you would see it um in the day especially at the holiday season but even without any sort of overlay um it's it's just fantastic well jamie i think gosh it must have been two years ago now they put that cute little um i'm so tired what do they call like just like the wooden terror Terrace isn't the right word. Like a decorative thing that people put like outside in their garden. Oh, like a um... trellis. Trellis. I knew it was a T. Like a trellis. They put that up, and then they put that cute little like dinette set yeah. under it, and then they put like you know some produce on it. I'm pretty sure that I took a picture of that and sent it to you, and was like, they need to like literally sell this as a premium dining experience. Yeah. To let people like sit there and enjoy a meal there. And I wouldn't give a 
bleep if the boat was going by. I'd probably wave at most of the people. It would be such a cool experience. You know, serve food from right there that you can see, you know, okay, we the salad in your lettuce is from there. <laughs> That's where we, we grew this. No, Andrew, not a pick your own lobster. You're the worst human. Uh, and pick out your tilapia. Would you stop it? Do you hear him? That one. T Y O T. Literally, it's what he just said. Like, yeah. reach into the tilapia tank and pick your tilapia and hand it to the chef to cook. No, I, I mean, it, it's such a cool ride. And, and they just plus it, especially with the, the glimmering greenhouses. Like, every year, you're just amazed at how many lights are on this attraction. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't say enough about enough good things about this quintessential like Epcot center attraction. They changed this many moons ago. They used to have a cast member on each boat. Jamie, I don't know if you yes. remember that, but they used to have a cast member on each boat. And then when they made that change, you know, I was young, so I didn't really think too much of it. But then, you know, as I got older, I was like, oh man, I hope that, you know, that change wasn't the beginning of the end for this, that they're not going to just, you know, can, can the whole what in her. That's when it was listened yeah. to the land. Yeah. So, in any case, I'm glad that it's still around. I hope that it doesn't go anywhere anytime soon. I really do eventually have to do behind the seeds. I really should do it this during this time of year when it's not 800 degrees in the in the greenhouse. Um, but it's, it's definitely just a really cool, beautiful attraction that I appreciate the older I get. Appreciate more the older I get. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. So nothing else to say about it. It's It's awesome. If you haven't done it, go do it. Love it. The end. <laughs> The end. Oh, although when I was listening to the land, if, I, if I'm going to find a knock on living with the land, it did have a really cool theme song. <laughs> All right. In any case, this is week one of our top five and five se series. And that's season, Donna. Next week, we are going to tackle another top five list. Maybe, just maybe, Jamie and I will actually play by the rules and only have five. I doubt it, but we can always wish. Um, as always, we hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you real soon.